This is the Elephant in the Dome, the official podcast of the Washington State Senate Republican Caucus. I'm Tracy Ellis with Loudon Espinoza. Let's kick things off with a trivia question. How much did Governor Jay Inslee say gas prices would rise because of cap and trade? How much did Governor Jay Inslee say gas prices would rise because of cap and trade? A dollar a gallon? Pennies or not at all? You know the answer? I'm going to go pennies. Well, you can't answer it right now. Oh, shoot. Don't give it away. Okay. We'll have the answer for you at the end of the show. All right. So just pretend like Loudon didn't say anything right there. So um, King 5 is reporting that an economist and top staffer at the State Department of Transportation says he was pressured to lie about how much gas prices would increase due to the cap and tax carbon credit program. So basically, part of his job was to figure out how much prices could go up because of this program. He says he figured it out is about 45 to 50 cents is what he predicted. But apparently, according to him, he was forced out of his job for refusing to cook the books, basically. Yeah, they don't want him to do simple math. Right. I mean, they were asking him to not share it's his job right like hey we're doing this program how much is it going to cost and he's like well let me just let me just do some math and they're like not that number we don't want that number interestingly that number is basically the same number that the um washington policy center came up with yeah yeah i remember there was some you know debate about from the department of ecology right who's managing this saying oh it's you know the sky's not going to fall and you know i think some of the the experts out there said what's not falling but like let's be realistic about what this is going to cost because it i don't want to blow the uh trivia question but um it's not nothing right i mean like i think most people know that it's not zero part of the point of a program like this is to raise prices it it goes hand in hand so right there it's a tax right i mean they're i don't know if they're calling it that but it is a tax to discourage carbon right right you you it's simple economics which it's great that this economist from washdot which i didn't i know they had one but um that was his job right like let me let me let me tell you what the impact is going to be um, when we do this, Governor Gavin Newsom of California says uh, cap and trade costs his state about 85 cents a gallon. He's, he's pretty honest about it. It's straightforward. Yeah. But the governor, Governor Inslee, um, he blames all the prices on the oil companies. Well, yeah. Do you remember, you remember they had that um, press conference during the summer when it was getting real bad? Right, and they right. were like, it's definitely not the cap and tax. You know, uh, it's some it's the greed of the uh, of the oil companies completely sidestepping the fact that, oh, by the way, um, our neighbors that don't have a cap and tax program, their gas prices were low. And it's, you know, I guess there's some truth to it. The oil companies raised the prices because they had increased cost. Right. So it's just like any business. And when their costs go up, they pass those on to the customer. There's a good Reagan quote in there somewhere about, you know, people don't pay, businesses don't pay taxes. They collect it for the government. Consumers pay it. Yeah. They pass it on to us. That's what you're seeing. I encourage you to check out the, the story at king5.com. It was really well done. Yeah, so, did, you, did you see this guy? I did. Yeah. Is it, I mean, he's he seems like the most even keeled, normal. Like, he seems like an economist. <laughs> he seems like yeah, yeah, out of central casting. An economist yeah. for, for he seems like a State Department of Transportation yeah. economist. Yeah, yeah. so definitely sh- check it out, King Five Worth the watch. Now, Loud and I caught up with Senate Republican Leader John Braun in his Capitol Building office to see what he thought about all of this. How does this whole thing strike you? I mean, knowing what we knew 
than what we know now as far as, you know, the price of the carbon, what the impact was going to be. How, do, how does this news on the, the whistleblower strike you? Well, I would say it's, it's, it's shocking in the sense that, you know, it's hard to believe this type of thing happens in state government, but given all the things we've seen from our agencies across state government over the last uh, many years, it's not surprising. Shocking, but not surprising is how I would describe it. Yeah, I mean, I've been here around a while too, and <clears throat> I just remember with the Department of Corrections fiasco, there's ongoing issues with DCYF and foster care. I think that the, the surprising thing for me is that, like, and I was talking to Tracy, is you have a very accomplished, kind of just a normal guy who's doing doing math, and he's getting pressure from the higher ups. How, how high up do you think that goes, though? Oh, I have little doubt that it goes all the way to the governor's office. They, they, the gov- this is the governor's, you know, key p- piece of legislation for his entire, uh, you know, time as governor. This is what he was wanted from the very beginning: is to just to control the emission of carbon. And he's he's been pretty candid at times and, and, until pressed that that meant making the price of carbon more expensive. That's yeah. really the interesting thing about this is is they, they want less carbon. They think the way to do that is to make it more expensive. And then when it's more expensive and the people of the state of Washington say, hey, I can't afford to live here in this great state. Now, oh, we didn't mean to do that. Or no, it's somebody else's problem. They're just being consistently disingenuous. Mm-hmm. That's a nice way of saying dishonest yeah. <laughs> uh, about what this will really do. They know very well what it w- will do, what it has done to the people of the state of Washington, and they've proceeded anyway, and when held accountable or, or, or pressed back, uh, they deny. Yeah. You know, what's interesting about this is that this prediction is not really controversial. The, the prediction the economists made that got him in trouble. I mean, other agencies, other organizations made similar predictions. Governor Newsom of California says, yeah, it, this cap and trade program costs us about 85 cents a gallon. He's up front. Why is it so difficult for the governor and for legislative Democrats to be honest about this issue, do you think? Well, I think they just have a little bit of trouble with the truth and, and facing the consequences. But I also think they look at the history and they know that, you know, a carbon tax was before the the people a couple times and did not pass. They know right. this that folks are already very sensitive to the cost of living in our state. They they recognize that inflation, while high across the country, has been higher mm-hmm. in Washington state because of the policies they put in place. And I think they were just unwilling to face the consequences of yet another policy. In fact, their you know their 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 highlighted policy is going to add enormous new cost to living in our state. They didn't want to face the consequences, even though they knew exactly what it would do, and in fact wanted it to do that because that's how they felt they could curb the the emissions of carbon. Is there anything the legislature can do to help this poor guy? I mean, are, are you calling for an investigation or anything like that? Or, or I mean, what is there anything that can be done? Or well, I think uh, under the whistleblower statutes, he is somewhat protected. Although that's you know not always worked as I think everybody would expect it to work. Uh, he has he has litigation you know going on, which I'm, I don't think we are in a position to comment on. Uh, but what could the legislature could do uh, if the majority was willing is we we have. Uh, legislative oversight uh, ability. We could bring in the Secretary of Transportation and say, why did you push back on this? Why are, why are you opposed uh, to letting the people know what this is going to do to gas prices, what that's going to do uh, to the cost of living here in the state of Washington? Why are you holding back on the facts? We should we should press back. That's what, that's what a good legislature does, is when they see something like this, they say, we'd like to know more. 
Uh, come in and explain yourself, Department of Transportation. Come in and explain yourself, uh, Governor. Why, why is your administration pushing back on the facts? Do you think this idea of transparency, it's almost like the governor and some legislative Democrats are talking out both sides of their mouth. I mean, at one point they say, we want transparency from the oil industry. Tell us how your, how your pricing works. But shouldn't the same be expected from the state? hundred uh, percent, and and understand the whole the whole deflect to the the oil industry is just is just cover. They just mm -hmm. want to blame it on somebody else. You know, like, oh my goodness, the oil industry is making money. Well, they are a business. That's how businesses work. Uh, what's happening? You know, the gouging though that's happening in Washington State is the state government gouging uh, consumers with this cap and trade system. And that's easily recognizable. The same fuel companies that provide gas and diesel fuel to Washington provide that same gas and diesel fuel to Oregon. And yet you can drive across the board to Oregon and pay now almost a dollar less per gallon for oh, diesel fuel. That's depressing, I didn't need to know that. A whole dollar less. <clears throat> I remember we traveled in the Midwest at around the summertime and gas prices here in Washington were astronomical. And we're in a small town in, in Indiana, and, and uh, in the morning, you know, gas was, you know, dollar and a half cheaper than it is here. Went back to that same gas station later in the day, and the gas price had gone down in the same day. I was like, I bet that's not happening back in Washington. It's probably going the other way. No, no. And, and, and <clears throat> these are this all, to, to claim somehow it's the, the oil companies, the same oil companies serve most of the United States. Right. You wouldn't, if, if somehow they're able to, to do this in Washington but not anywhere else, no, it's the state. And it's, it's all facts. We see yeah. the results of the auctions for the, for the carbon credits. A lot of money. We see the prices, as, as described by this whistleblower. It's sixth grade math to take the price <laughs> of the credits and, and translate into that into the increased price on, on fuel. It's right. not that hard. <laughs> and as you said earlier, he's not the only one to have done it. We, we, we had fiscal notes when this bill was before us. Uh, we had nonpartisan evaluations done outside the legislature, they all told us essentially the same thing, that we're going to have significant increases in the price of, price of fuel, and that's happened. Uh, we, this should be no surprise to anyone. Why, why the state would choose to try to hide this makes yeah. no sense. Well, and I, rec I, don't, I don't know if I'm you know, fuzzy in the last days of the 2023 session, but I had thought I'd heard some scuttlebutt about a bill or something that would actually prevent... You know how like you're saying, oh, the, you know, your gas price is made up of this. I thought there was some bill out there to prevent even telling consumers the actual yeah, cost. Yeah. Is that a thing? I, not for consumers. I think what you're talking about is this was with the UTC where, mm. where the attorney general uh, gave guidance to the UTC not to reveal to consumers what part of their, their fuel bill, mostly natural gas, right. was caused by the cap and trade system. They're seeing this big increase in rates. The UTC, I think, wisely wanted to tell consumers why, and they were given advice by the Attorney General not to do so. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, we're hiding, yeah. hiding the effects of, of public policy that, yeah. that hurt Washingtonians. So right. this is happening throughout state government. It's not just the governor's office. It's the Department of Transportation. It's the attorney, I mean, this is what we're seeing here, right? I mean, it's the Attorney General's office, um, Department of Revenue, I mean, just recently, we had this incident at Green Hill down in my district where we had five years of, of confiscated uh, uh, drugs and other uh, evidence of criminal activity that had just been kind of hidden away. And, and when that was uncovered by the Centralia Police Department and, the, and JNET, 
you know, just a bunch of hand waving. Oh, there's nothing to look at here. Don't don't pay attention to what we're doing here or what we're not doing here. Yeah, this is endemic across state government. They are not interested in sharing and, and one, doing the right thing for the citizens of the state of Washington across these agencies, and two, sharing the, the impact this is having or, or their failures to get the job done. So I guess, I mean, what's the solution? I mean, so you mentioned oversight. That's great. I mean, we... Is there any appetite, you think, in the legislature to, like, in light of all of these revelations, do you think a majority is going to go, we've got to fix this? Oh, I, I doubt it. I think they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna stand around the governor and protect him. I mean, this, they, they put this policy through. Although I would tell you there are folks on the other side of the aisle who were opposed to this policy, and they're opposed to this policy for the simple reason that it is regressive, that it hurts poor Washingtonians the, heart, the most. Right. All right, th this is a, a policy that is hardest on middle, middle class working Washingtonians, and there were a couple uh, uh, folks from the other side of the aisle who understood that and were true to their values. Right. Most of them just kind of, they say, we don't like progressive, but we're going to look the way the other way. A few did. So maybe this will em embolden them to stand up. I, I'm not going to hold my breath. I don't, right. I don't really think they can over, because I, I think leadership in both chambers is going to stay, oh, again, uh, nothing to look at here, folks. Please move on, which is unfortunate. That's not the job we're here to do. Right, right. Well, what can minority Republicans do then? I mean, you, I mean, you can't call for hearings. You can, I mean, you could say, yeah, we'd like a hearing, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. You, but are there things that you can do maybe with gas prices? Is there any way to come up with proposals for relief at all for, for these working class Washingtonians you mentioned who are hurt so bad? By the uh, there's a, there's a ton of options we, we have proposed and will continue to propose and advocate for. We've proposed for a reduction in the gas tax to, to offset some of these increases. And especially uh, last year when we had a lot of extra surplus money, we could have afforded to spend a billion or more dollars to relieve people's uh, pressure at the gas. But we could still do that. You could also, you know, this this policy is taking literally billions of dollars out of the pockets of Washingtonians. Uh, and if you, if you think, well, that's good because we want to uh, encourage less carbon, uh, you know, we could have a discussion about that. But what we could do is take that money and give it back to them in the form of other tax relief, whether it's a property tax relief or sales tax relief. You know, I'm not sure we're, I think we're in some ways indifferent how we get it back to them as long as it's legal and effective and, and broad spread. Uh, but we could give that money back. In fact, that's what they do in British Columbia. They don't have a cap and trade system. They have a carbon tax. But under their provincial law, the money they make from that goes back to the citizens in other tax relief. Why aren't we doing that here? That's what that would be the right thing to do. So I, while you're on that vein, just I think it's important like folks who are listening to this, they're going to wonder like, so, you know, the state is breaking records on these carbon auctions, hundreds of millions of dollars. Where's that money going? What, what you, so it's not tax relief, right? No. The, the people who are, you know, getting hosed at the pump, where's that money go? Well, uh, some of a lot of it hasn't actually been appropriated yet. So that's, that's, that's a question news. we're all wondering <laughs> about, frankly. Um, but there's a lot of concerns. Literally, folks are coming out, uh, you know, from everywhere saying, "Hey, we 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 could we could use some of that money." So I have a lot of concerns that that money will not be used. You know, they they claim it will be used to invest to reduce carbon. I'm, I have no doubt a small amount of it will be, but I suspect a large amount of it will be spread more broadly for every. You know, every all the different advocacies that support you know current state government, current majorities. That's what I worry happens, and, and that's not the right thing. You know, the, the you know we could have 
lots of discussions here about whether, you know, what should, what should we should do about additional carbon emissions. And there's lots of ways to do that. Surely there's a way that is better than to do it on the backs of working Washingtonians, which is what this does. Um, but if you're going to do this, and again, I didn't support this policy. I think the best path is to repeal this policy. But if you're going to do that, you should take that money and give it back to the voters. How you give it back to the voters? There's a dozen ways we could do that. Uh, we could work through that, but you should give it back to the voters. That's Senator John Braun. So the answer to the trivia question, how much did Governor Inslee predict gas prices would rise because of cap and trade? Loudon gave it away. He said pennies. The multiple choice was a dollar, dollar gallon, pennies, or not at all. He told a reporter that it would be only pennies. Which, because he's a politician, he knew that that would be right no matter what. <laughs> that, that, I was just going to say, he's not wrong. It's just right. there's 50 pennies, right. right? Yeah. 50 pennies. Yeah, 50 pennies a gallon. Right, yeah, exactly. 50 pennies a gallon. So there are 50 pennies a gallon. So, yes, <laughs> he was right. Um, and and it, it's funny because it turned out that gas prices basically increased by the amount predicted by the economist we, yeah. we've been talking about here. So, you know, it was he did his job, did it right. He should get a promotion. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Right? Like how often, I mean, we've been doing this, like how often government projections wildly inaccurate, yeah. right? State agencies blowing their budget. And we found the one guy in state government that was able to do his job effectively and tell the truth. And they were like, well, he's got to go. This is the Elephant in the Dome, the official podcast of the Washington State Senate Republican Caucus with Loudon Espinoza. I'm Tracy Ellis. Mm-hmm.